I'm sure that you've made a New Year's resolution before. Maybe you buy a gym membership or try to quit a bad habit. But come February, eh, you've given up. And unfortunately, sometimes we may have the same attitude when it comes to big challenges in our lives. Sound familiar? Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. <laughs> yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and I've got a question for you. Do you give up easily? We're faced with different challenges every single day, some small, like that diet you've been working on, and some huge, like a relationship that's at the breaking point. It may feel easier to just walk away from these tests and make our lives a little simpler. But is that really the best response? That's what we'll be looking into in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. We live in a day and age of instant gratification. As a society, we are used to getting what we want almost instantaneously by barely lifting a finger. This may lead us to a tendency to give up easily if something is not immediately achievable. When things hurt or get complicated, we might want to walk away to something easier that will make us feel better, faster. Yet as hard as they may seem, it is those challenging moments that can enable us to grow. In this week's episode, we're going to meet a woman who not only met a challenge, but was almost defeated by it. Also, you're going to want to stick around because in today's podcast, we'll be telling you the winner of our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast sweepstakes. But first, it's the classic true story of Emma. I can't believe it. Dad. Are you out of your mind? How can you even consider going back to that man? I think it's the right thing to do, Dad. Right thing for who? Your two boys? I am thinking of them. They need their father. A father, yes. A gambler, drunk, and womanizer, no. No, he's changed. Is that what your pastors said? No, he actually shares your stance. So why are you doing it? Because, Dad, we're still married. He's never going to change. Well, I gotta try, Dad. I gotta give our marriage another chance. You'll be right back in the same position when... You don't know that. I know he doesn't know how to love me, but he does love his boys. Know how to love you? Emma, can't you see he won't? I can live with it. Well, you'll have to, because if you go back, I'm not coming to your aid next time. What, what do you mean? You're on your own if it doesn't work out. What about your grandsons? It was one thing, Emma, to not see this coming, but a whole nother one to walk right back into it with eyes oh, wide open. Dad, you're just upset. No, Emma, you do this, and you're no daughter of mine. The woman in our story would come to face a very difficult choice, one that would affect her entire life. Many people today take what seems to be the easy way out, following self-interest, but she certainly did not. She chose what seemed to be the greater good, although it meant a greater sacrifice. This is the classic true story of a woman we call Emma, right now on Unshackled. Unshackled. 
I was born in Sugar Grove, Pennsylvania, the oldest of four children. My father farmed, which more or less meant that our whole family worked the land, bringing the cows to and from the pasture, raising barnyard animals, and mucking out more stalls than I cared to take a shovel to. But we loved it. And every morning, my family gathered round a piping hot breakfast. Daddy, it's gonna rain. Well, sure sounds like it. I guess we should go bring in some hay before it starts. No, no, not today. Why? It's Sunday. We're not working on the Lord's Day. But... Emma, it'll all be fine. Just wait and see. Here's your Bible, Warren. Thank you, dear. What you can do, Emma, is help me clear the table and wash these dishes. Mm, can't, Mom. It's the Lord's Day. Warren. Emma, now. <laughs> All right. It was worth trying. Just clear them for now, and we'll have devotions. Before we went to bed each night, Mom led us children in devotions and prayers. God was the center of our family, and life was good. Mother taught me how to sew and cook, <laughs> and although I messed up continually, we had lots of laughs, and her patience was endless. But not all was well. That summer, we would have a test of faith. Oh, no! Mom, are you okay? No, the meatloaf, I, 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 I... Here, sit down. But I need to, I need to fix it. I'll take it. care of it. I don't know what happened. Is it another dizzy spell? They come on so suddenly. Oh, why don't you go lay down? All right, but let me sit for a moment. I thought you said the doctor's appointment went okay. Oh, he still doesn't know what's wrong. Why didn't you tell me? Well, Emma, he, he's sending me to the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic? But you can't go away, Mama. I need to get better. But, but, but what what will we do without you? Well, you're going to be in charge. You'll have to get your brother and sister to school. Daddy and I will take Charlie with us, and there'll be neighbors lined up to come over every day to help. <laughs> what if you don't come back? Emma, don't be afraid. Remember, the Bible tells us God will never leave or forsake us. And... I'll remember that, too. I couldn't wait for Mom to come home. But when she did, she and my dad had terrible news. The uh, clinic found... Uh, <clears throat> your mother has... Uh, cancer. They, they said I'm full of cancer. She traveled back and forth a couple of times for treatments, but there wasn't much they could do. It left us all praying and begging God for a miracle. Emma. Coming, Mama. Hope I wasn't too loud. Mm. <laughs> uh, I can smell breakfast. Uh, yeah, I got oatmeal cooking for you, and I'll, I'll bring it right in when... I've... No, wait. Go get, get the kids up. You, you want them in here? Yeah. And where's Daddy? He's still out finishing chores. I'm so cold, Em. I'll bring another quilt, too. I'm so, so proud of you. Of all of my kids. Mom? <laughs> 
Are you, are you okay? Tell Daddy when he comes in. I, I need him before he eats. Okay. I'll bring your pills, too. All our praying didn't keep Mama in this world. She died that day, leaving us with agonizing grief and weighing my dad down with countless medical bills and four kids to care for, <laughs> with a farm on top of it all. Where's my shoes? Someone hid my shoes and it's not funny! I'm running late. Did everyone get their lunches? Not me. It's pizza at school, so I need money. I don't know if I have... Oh, yeah, I threw them in the washer last night before I went to bed. They were they were full of mud. <gasps> so they're still wet? Dad, come on. I'm not eating a stupid turkey sandwich when there's pizza. We couldn't have you tromping mud all over the school. Just wear your boots and tell the lunch lady to charge a hot lunch to me. Dad, there's cash in his backpack. What? In case you forget your lunch, Joey, remember? Everyone, car, now, or we'll be late. Christine, wear your gym shoes. Just stay out of the mud. Oh, that's a great idea. Did you feed the chickens? Our chickens? No, the neighbors. Of course our chickens. I'll do that when I get back. <laughs> I want mom here. It's not the same. Nothing is. <laughs> We'd all love that, but we've got to keep going. And now we've got to get to school on time. I don't want any more calls about tardies. Go, go, go. Stop. What? What is it? Charlie, he's still in his crib. What? No one even got him dressed? Are you kidding me? I'm on it, Dad. Even though Mom had been sick and gone a lot, somehow the household had always been under control. Or at least it wasn't total mayhem. But after her passing, we were all edgy and absent-minded and heartbroken. How do you go on when the person you go on with isn't there? Was Mama forever going to feel like a missing piece? Hey, where were you earlier? Ran late again. Just getting out of the house is a major accomplishment. Well, you missed the quiz. I think it counts... I know, I know. <laughs> Will things ever get back to normal? I don't know. But, ew, what's that on your shoulder? Oh. <laughs> Slobbered graham cracker. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> it's all right, it's dried. You're still gonna wash it off, right? No, I'm just too tired to care. <sighs> Must be nice. I spent an hour just picking out my clothes this morning. But I guess it worked. Because I have a date with Ben this weekend. Algebra Ben? Uh-huh. Are you jealous? <laughs> No, of course not. We're 16, but you're practically a... A soccer mom? I think you'd fit in better with a mops group. Mops? Mothers of preschoolers. Oh, nice. Yeah, you could talk toddlers and bond during nap time. <laughs> I'm still a normal teenager. Normal? <laughs> yeah. Really? When was the last time you even thought about a boy or makeup or clothes? I'm just busy. I get it, I do. But you're missing your own life. And you're losing friends. As much as I couldn't admit it to myself, Lisa was right. Not only that, but I was a bit jealous of her. She was beautiful and popular, 
and I would have given anything to be going out to the movies and having fun. But there was Dad to consider, and the kids, and the farm, and we were trying to keep everyone busy with outings and picnics to help keep their minds off things. And, and Mom. I just couldn't see how a normal teenage life could be mine. Mm, little did I know I was headed for adulthood rather quickly. Folks, we'll get back to Emma's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the classic true story of Emma. I want you to look at these. Brochures? Yep. <laughs> Where are we heading this time? Not us. You. College? <laughs> Dad, there's just no... Why not? How, how am I... Emma... You're an excellent student. And what? I'm just supposed to leave all of you here? We'll miss you, Em, but that's exactly what you must do. Dad, I don't have to go. It, it's too expensive. And I could stay here and watch Charlie for you. A mom would have wanted you to go. She always planned on it. But things changed. Uh, I won't have you limit yourself or let this family drag you down. I love you all. No, we love you. And we all want you to have the best opportunities. Don't limit yourself. You've sacrificed enough. You mean it, Dad? Of course I do. Now, figure out what colleges you'd like to visit and apply to, and we'll get you enrolled. <laughs> You're the best, Dad. The best. I attended the same business college as my mother had before me. As homework was piled on, I found I was too busy to worry how everyone was faring back on the farm without me. But I hopped on a bus as soon as my Friday classes were finished and spent my weekends at home helping out. Hi there. Is this seat taken? It's free. Thanks. I've seen you heading to Sugar Grove before. Yeah, I go home to see my family on the weekends. Oh, that's nice. Sugar Grove's a great town. I have friends there, and I go see them ever so often. So you've been there before? A couple times. And you recognized me? <laughs> I don't forget faces. It's a talent. <laughs> so some sing, others dance, or are athletic all-stars. And you remember? Sure isn't as appealing or glamorous, but we can't help how we're gifted. <laughs> uh, say, 
Would you like to come hang out with me and my friends? What? I... Uh, me? I, I mean... Oh, it's all right if you're not interested. Well, it's not that. It's just I haven't had much opportunity. Have you been to the clubs? You go to the clubs? Look, if you don't like it, I'll make sure you get home safely. I was mortified and excited all at the same time. I wasn't too keen on the club idea. My life had always revolved around family and church events. But I was overjoyed. Will wanted to include me. His concern about my enjoyment and safety was so sweet. And it seemed like life just kept looking up. You're never going to believe it. What? What is it? That accounting firm I interviewed with just called and offered me a job. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. They liked me so well, they're not starting me entry level, but on an intermediate level, so my pay will be considerably more. Emma, I'm so proud of you. Uh, the only thing is, Dad, I may not make it back every weekend now. Honey, we understand. We're just happy when you can come. But you guys can come visit. Of course we will. <laughs> I gotta go get ready. I called Will and he's taking me for beers to celebrate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's how you're celebrating? Oh, don't worry, Dad. I don't ever drink much. Well, Em, I'm surprised. I didn't realize you were drinking at all. That's not how I raised you. Well, it's not that big a deal, Dad. But of all the ways to celebrate. And he's taking my girl out for beer. Don't worry, Dad. I won't be home too late. But he did worry. And even with Will coming to church with us, Dad still wasn't impressed which made what happened next hard on him. Will, hi. Oh, great. You're home. Come on in. What's going on? I have the best news. What is it? Well, a position opened up here in town, and I asked my supervisor, and he said it's mine if I want it. So you're going to be living here too? That's just it. I'll be here now, so... Well, I think we should get married. What? Yeah, just as soon as we find a place of our own. We can start looking right now if you'd like. Are you serious? No more saying goodnight at the door. And no more lonely nights. Will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. My gentle father gave a slight smile and said nothing critical when we broke the news to him. We were married a few weeks later and started our life together. Only, I quickly came to see it wasn't all I thought it would be. Joey, it's good to see you. You bring Dad with? No, there's some kind of concert going on at a buddy's church, and I thought I'd swing by and see if you two want to come. Oh, Will's out tonight. Working out of town again? Uh, I wish. He's uh, playing poker again, getting drunk, and will most likely stumble home in the wee morning hours unless he's in too bad a shape. Then what happens? Then I'm one of those women out flopping around in my slippers and my bathrobe. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, I gave up getting dressed for such an occasion after the first six months. <sighs> Sorry, sis. Eh, could be worse. Hey, now about that church concert. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, 
and that they might have it more abundantly. His death on the cross abolished our sin debt. You see, the Bible says we're all sinners in need of forgiveness because the penalty for sin is death. So Jesus paid the penalty for us. But the story doesn't end there. Jesus Christ rose from the dead to give us new life, provided by his righteousness. And when we receive him, we become children of God and we enter into eternal life. Because of his great love for us, God exchanged our sin for the holiness of Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You sure are quiet. You okay? Yeah. I'm just thinking about what the pastor said after the concert. You've heard it before. Yeah, many times. But the pastor was saying how we each need to decide. When we believe in Jesus as Lord? Yeah. And it's got my mind spinning. How so? I think I've been counting on our family's church going as an assurance that I'd go to heaven. But... As the preacher spoke, I realized I want Jesus as the Lord and Savior of my life. Is that really what you want? More than anything. Here, let's get in the car, and I'll be happy to pray with you, Em. I'm so happy, Joey. I already feel there's so much more direction in my life. It's the Holy Spirit, Emma. Receiving Christ as my own personal Lord and Savior was the greatest decision I ever made. It began such a wonderful peace within me. I began to seek the Lord's will for every area of my life and prayed fervently that Will would also be saved. As the years passed, we added two sons to our union. Who put this chair here? Shh! Quiet! You're gonna wake the kids! Well, I'm back to bed. Don't start nagging me! You're drunk again! You promised you wouldn't- I'm a grown man, Emma! Shh! Don't wake the baby! It's my house, and I make noise if I want to! Will, please! It's two o'clock in the morning. Lower your voice! Don't you tell me what to do! What are you doing all night, huh? Tell me that! Who are you with? What? I, I was right here at home with the kids! Yeah, sure. You liar. How could you say that? You're the one who's unfaithful. <laughs> what I do is none of your business. Oh, great, you woke up the baby. I'm going to the boys' room. I'm not going to take that. <laughs> hey! Hey, open that door and come out of there! Hey, boys. Ready to go to the park? I just... What happened to you? Mm, how bad is it? Is that a... Did he hit you? He was drunk. He didn't know what he was doing. Has he hit you before? No. You get some bags packed. And where are we gonna go? We're going back to the farm, ma'am. And we'll figure out from there what happens next. The boys and I moved back to the farm, and before long, Will was calling and writing and begging us to come home. He checked himself into a treatment facility 
as I chewed my nails reading articles about kids from broken homes. One thing I knew, though, I could always count on my family. Dad's pretty upset. I know. He doesn't think it's a good idea going back to Will. And to be frank, I don't either. I know, but my boys need their father. And I've prayed and don't feel like divorcing Will is what God's calling me to do. Well, I don't think he wants you in an abusive relationship either. True, but Will's getting help and he's trying. It feels like I should give him a chance. Another chance to blow it? You don't know that. I know. I'm sorry. I just feel protective. I'll support whatever you decide, Em. Thanks. I know how hard it is to lose a parent and all the responsibilities that come with and how much it shapes life after. If I can spare my boys that strife and heartache, I, I gotta try. I understand. I'll be praying for you. I, I have the Lord, Joy. I know that he cares for me. I remember when Mama got sick, she reminded me that I shouldn't be afraid because he will never leave me nor forsake me. I know that you're right. Eventually, Will stopped drinking and we remained married for many decades. While life together wasn't perfect, it was enjoyable. When Will died of a heart attack, I mourned that he had never believed in Jesus Christ as his savior. But our children all have, and that's given my heart a glorious hope I cannot describe. My favorite scripture passage is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Walking with the Lord may take you up a difficult mountain, but the view from there is spectacular. Friend, like Emma, do you feel like God's path is too much? Sometimes when the path we're on becomes too challenging, the easy response is to give up. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. God authors our stories in a way we might not understand when we're in the challenging parts, Yet we can trust that there is a purpose beyond the pain. When we submit our lives to Jesus, it is through Him that we are led to a supernatural peace and a, a new refined self, ready to take on the next chapter God has in store for us. And that includes the challenges. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. In the meantime, here's an interesting tidbit about Unshackled. Fun fact. 
we're finally live again. Come visit us on Saturdays at Pacific Garden Mission at 3 p.m. to see a live recording of Unshackled. We'd love to meet you there. Now, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. Here is the announcement of our sweepstakes winner. And the winner is, drumroll please. <laughs> Very good. That's one of the benefits of doing a show with sound effects. Our winner is Susan McNeil. Congratulations, Susan. We hope that this scripture plaque is a constant encouragement from God in your daily life. Friends, stay tuned for your next chance to enter in our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast sweepstakes and have your chance to win yet another gorgeous scripture plaque. And next time... So, you want to go on a date with my daughter? Yes, sir. Do you live around here? No, sir. Where do you live? In Kirkpatrick Homes, if you know where that is. I do. All right, just ice cream then. Have her home in an hour. When Danny Cox suffered embarrassment over growing up in the projects, he swore to himself he would never be poor as a grown-up. I'm opening a tavern. I think this could be big. But his journey towards fame and fortune led him down a dangerous path. Crack. That's not for me. You sure? It's a real good time. I'm talking about living for the moment. You know I'll never say no to the moment. Partying, drugs, and eventually prison. Daniel Cox, I'm with the DEA. What? Boys, lock him up. Find out what happens when a letter from home reminds him of the hope that is available. Danny, God still loves you no matter what you have done. The true story of Danny Cox, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in this classic true story of Emma were Connie Foster, Jim Craig, Anna Maria Alvarez, and Charlie Bobbo. Original music and audio engineer Don Badorf. Sound effects and recording engineer David Pierczynski. Script Kenitha Gabler and Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week, so until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>